0: Doubt, indecision, and fear. Are you dealing with those now? And what are you going to do about it? This is Company of One, episode number 96. Welcome to the Company of One podcast featuring Dale Callahan. Dedicated to helping you find freedom in life and with your career. Learn how to not only increase your income, but take control of the income you acquire. Let's ignite that inner entrepreneur in you. Now, welcoming your host, Dale Callahan. If you've listened to these podcasts, you know that I've been taking, uh, or I took a two-week interval here between episode number 95 and 96. And... Uh, I was out of town part of that time doing, uh, I actually went to Fort Lauderdale, Florida to an IEEE, which means probably nothing to a lot of you people, and the Institute for Electrical and Electronic Engineers. I believe that's the right title. It's probably the largest professional organization in the world, over uh, 350,000 members. I believe it's even bigger than the Medical Association. Um. Uh, Anyway, it's it's an awesome group of people, but I was receiving an award for creating uh, a graduate program, our our information engineering management program that we uh, do here at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. Uh, So thank you so much for those guys uh, for, for promoting me. Uh, and especially for some of the people in particular that that sent my name in, that were really promoted me to get the award and recognition. You know, you don't ever get recognition except through other people. Have you noticed that? Um, people pay attention to you. People care about you. People do things for you, and that's where recognition comes from. It doesn't come from necessarily what you do. It comes from what they do right your network is really really important um you know i'm not a big award person i don't really uh, I, i'm not a big person on plaques or trophies or any other thing like that but it was really just awesome to um to be part of that to be part of the group to be at the event um and, and to to get this award um and so, thank you so much, and thank you especially for uh, David Connor, uh, who he knows who he is is uh, the guy who who really has looked out for me when I became uh, in the Department of Electrical and Computer Engineering at the University here, uh, and a longtime friend and mentor and coworker. That's important, right? That's very important to have those people in your life. So, but I apologize for taking the two-week uh, interval here, the, but the title of this podcast, I, I hinted around last time that I was struggling, and, uh, and that's probably an, an understatement, um, but that seems to have really rattled with many of you, and I've been emailing different people, different friends of mine, asking them for suggestions of, uh, you know, how to deal with this and it's really weird because I will go and meet with them and they'll say Dale we got to talk about this and I will meet with them and they're struggling too they're struggling not not out of you know not in such a negative way but they're having this struggle this doubt this this indecision what do you do next Uh, that seems to be rampant as somebody told me this is a first world problem this is only in uh, wealthier societies do we run into these problems where we just wonder, what do we do next? And that is a, a, a weird feeling. Uh, so I want to talk about that because that has resonated so much with so many of you, uh, that issue. And I know that's, that's a great theme of this podcast and uh, the blog I do and, and everything I do I'm really running into people trying to help them move off of this point of indecision. So first of all if you think well it's pretty much disingenuous Dale for you to be talking about this uh, about indecision um, and and doubt and fear and those kind of things uh, when you're struggling with it yourself you're right that's exactly how I feel. I uh, I feel that way when I talk to people when I lead people and, I, and I've told Many times in my life, you know, I've, I've gone back and told my wife, I'm just a hypocrite. Now, you may feel that way, too, about what you do. You're you're a hypocrite. You know, it's the thing of the plumber's pipes leak, the uh, the carpenters, the one who has rotted wood at his house, the painters, the one who knew whose house needs painting, the lawn care guys, okay, lawns need to be cared for because you're busy taking care of everybody else. That is, there's a lot of truth in that. Um, There's no excuse for that, but there's a lot of truth in that. But I wanna talk um, a little bit about what I do when I get here, what I'm doing right now when I get here, because I think it's some things that maybe will help you. Let me start first with stating, if you are in this point of indecision, of fear, of doubt, you're in good company. Um, as I as I look, in, if you look at some of your biblical characters, famous characters in history that had these feelings, um, you'll see Moses, John the Baptist, Gideon, Jeremiah. Read it. Much fear, indecision, doubt if you look at industry you see these people over and over again struggling with this i was looking at a video and and some of you may not know michael port he is the author of the book book yourself solid and i saw a video about him uh, where he was talking about the power of thinking big and he said the the hypocritical nature of what he was saying was he has this book out about thinking big and he wants to go do this talk about doing big thinking big but he himself was thinking small you just we're human if you are feeling that you are in good company find a character find a person that you really look up to that you think is awesome go read about them they struggled with fear with doubt with uncertainty and all kinds of other weird idiosyncrasies as a matter of fact, probably some of the more successful people are some of the more uh, weird people. <laughs> Let's just say they're just weird. Just uh, if you think about uh, some of our famous scientists and some of our famous business leaders, you just think about weird. I mean, look at look at um, Apple, Steve Jobs. Uh, if you've read his biography, this guy is just a just a weird cat. There's just no question about it. Struggling with depression, struggling with all kinds of issues all of his life, it's normal. Okay, so you get it. Okay, Dale, we get it, it's normal. What are we gonna do about it? So, here's some things that I would think, here's some things I would think that you might wanna try. And I'm just gonna tell you some things that I am trying right now. uh, That that I've tried, because I've been here before and guess what, I probably will be here again as will you if you're here so let me just give you a couple of different things that i'm doing right now that seem to be helping uh maybe and i'm just i'm gonna be very frank with you i can see hope here i can see clarity here but the one thing that that you you get stuck in is you just you're still getting in the car you're still or however you get to work you're still going to work you're doing your job you're going through your same routines break up the routine Now, that may mean getting in the car and going to work a different path. It may mean going to a different restaurant. It may mean um, just doing some things differently. Just break up the routine. Somehow you've got to see a different scenery, and it doesn't necessarily mean I've got to travel all over the world, but sometimes you just got to wake up and see a different scenery. Just the other day, I went with my son to a writer's conference, to a children's book writers conference, something that he's, he just thought was cool because it's books he's reading and, um, and it was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, as I sat there thinking, well, okay, I'm going to be bored. I actually brought my computer because I was at a library and I thought, well, it's going to be so boring. I'm going to step out and go do some things, but I'm going to be there to support him. but it was awesome. I think he thought it was awesome for his own reasons, and I thought it was awesome um, for my, my reasons. There's there massive amounts of inspiration of hearing about these people, and guess what? These are people who are, who are authors who have books. I don't know if they're New York Times bestsellers. I don't know what they are, but they're children's books. I don't read them, I don't necessarily buy them, but they talked about fear, doubt, indecision, insecurity all the same junk i'm talking about now and just working their way through it now so it was it it, but part of it was just me breaking out of the routine and doing something another thing i'm doing is just taking some action now that sounds what, what does that mean you know basically where you're going you know basically what you want to do uh, probably many of you are sitting there thinking, well, I don't really know exactly where I'm going, so I'm going to go sit, you know, under a tree uh, and meditate for hours and days. And that's okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. However, when you're doing this for months, for a year, for two years, as many of you are, I know, because I've talked to you, I've emailed you, I've I've Skyped with you, uh, I've heard you, some of you have written things to me on Twitter. Uh, you're struggling, and you stay there. Take some action, anything. Do something toward your goal. And you're saying, well, Dale, well, I, have, I haven't figured out that goal yet. Yeah, but you kind of know a general idea. If you're thinking about starting a business and uh, you know as a consultant, do something. Write up a little flyer and a Word document. open it up, write up what you're going to do. Have you already done that? Oh, you've probably done it 20 times. Print the stupid thing out and go hand it to some people. Get to a little business cards mate. Take small actions. Just small actions, and force yourself to take small actions every day. You know, big things don't necessarily always come from big things. Big results oftentimes come from small actions. Something small that we did that clicked, that I met the right person, and it took everything in a different direction, that I just stepped out there and did something. One of the girls at the writers' conference, she was talking about wanting to be a writer. And uh, and she, uh, and, and I, I don't have the permission necessarily to tell her story, but she was, uh, so I won't name her, but she was saying that she had written this book, it had taken her four years, and she just had this 10-page little outline of a book, and she submitted it to a contest just because. And she won. That little 10 pages won for her. And when it did, that sent her to New York City, to show the book but she had a certain a small length of time to get that book shown so she had to now write the rest of the book off of 10 pages it had taken her four years to write the other and she had just a few months to write the second one because she had this opportunity to go meet with editors she did that small little thing that small 10 pages turned into a book and then they called her and said hey can you do you want to do a sequel So that small little thing turned into two books. And that small little thing is now turning into a series of books. Because she just took a little small action. She had been writing, she had been practicing her craft, but she took the small action of putting it out there and then seeing where it would go. Small steps, take some steps. Let let me just say, we won't even make it crazy weekly. Write down something every week this is what I'm going to do. Now here's a key thing about that small action. It's got to be somewhat public. It's got to be in front of some people. You've got to stand up and declare, this is what I'm trying, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm toying with, okay? Take some action that's what I'm doing when I when I sent out the email that I sent it out to uh, to people that I've coached I've sent it out to friends I've sent it out to different people and said hey here's where I'm struggling just what do you think and a lot of information has come out of that so take some action now here's something you know sitting under the tree journal think yeah I'm all for I'm all about thinking here's the here's the problem i get into and that probably you get into is is we get stuck in what do we want what do we want part of my problem is i've kind of gotten to the point that i feel like well i've got everything i want and then something will happen i'm thinking no i wanted to go do that that looks cool no, I want to go do that. That looks cool. You know, you get inspired by people you get around. I mean, I, I, I wanted to be a children's author by the time they, I sat at this little children's conference. I think that would be awesome. That's not my thing, but they, they did a, such a great, compelling job of doing their talk that I wanted to do it. You've got to decide what it is that you want and what is important. I mean, to me, faith is important. That's something that always comes back. There, it's got to be living out my faith. But that's people will say, "Well, God's God's important to me." Christians, especially, will say, "I'm just following God." Well, that's kind of a cop out to me. That, and, and if you're if you're a person of faith, let me just say that's a cop out. That's my opinion. You can argue with me, but that's a cop out. Because if you're a person that believes in Christ. Everything you do is based upon that. Everything you do is based upon that. That's a cop-out. Whether you're digging a ditch, whether you're starting a church, whether you're going on a missionary trip, or whether you're inventing the next best biotech device, you're serving Christ. So I get caught up in that same thinking sometimes, well, it's all got to be faith-based, it's all got to be ministry-based, and then, I, and then I have to pull back and say, well, no, everything I do is ministry-based. Everything I do is ministry-based. Okay, it's all about that's who I'm serving. I'm serving God. But then I have to come back to some other things that matter that aren't so obvious or that aren't so equally true is it's my kids and my family that it's important to me that they are involved in the business activities that i'm involved in now that is easy to lose that is easy to lose because they're doing their own thing i could get doing busy doing my own thing and the next thing i know i've got no connection to my family you see that all of the time but then what else do you want so i spend a lot of time thinking about that listening reading books uh listening to other people talking to people thinking through what does success look like? That's really what the thing is. What does success look like? Because as you well know, I don't define success in terms of money uh, or in terms of notoriety or anything else. It's, it's personal. What does success look like to you? If you could get what you want, what would that be? What would it look like? Can you paint a picture? I think about vision boards. People tell me about vision boards. You know, I have never in my life done a vision board where you take pictures and you put them on a board or something and says, this is, you know, so, I mean, if the classic example is you want a new car So, you, and you want... A color of a car so you go and find that car and you find pictures of that car in that color and you paste them up you want a new house you find the house you want and you paste the picture up you 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 find visual elements and you see those things we see a lot of people do these things in gyms they'll find somebody of the physique or the body style that they want to have that's there or maybe it's a athlete that they aspire to be like Uh, and and so they'll put pictures of those people up I've never done the vision board. Maybe that's something I need to try. But uh, it's a form of journaling. It's a form of thinking, okay? Thinking through what you want, getting clarity. Because that's really what it's about is clarity. Uh, And that is probably the hardest single thing I find in our culture. Now, I don't mean the United States because I know many of you are not in the United States. But I mean in the culture where you're a wealthier culture, clarity on what you want. Is challenging I don't I don't want to uh, uh, wash over that that's challenging I don't know why I, I uh, maybe some of you can tell me why is getting clarity challenging to you why do you think getting clarity is challenging to everyone else I don't know the why I just know it's true Here's another thing I do. So I've, I've told you about breaking up a routine, taking some action, journaling, thinking. I connect. Now, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm big into networking, but I've basically, over the last couple of years, become a hermit. And I may have said this already, but I, I, I pulled away from boards that I was on. I, I dropped out of boards. I dropped out of company activities I was involved in that weren't my companies. I quit going to lunch with people to talk about their ideas, uh, and I really just became a hermit, you know, in a sense. Even stuff I did at the university, I quit doing a lot of stuff at the university. I quit showing up, uh, and, and we just did our job. I mean, I just did my job. And I thought it was the answer. I thought I got to step away because it's making me crazy. Uh, And it wasn't. It it may have been the need at the time. It may have been the right thing at the time. I don't know. But what I'm doing right now is intentionally meeting new people uh, at least once or twice a week or meeting old people that that I know, going to lunch with them, connecting with them on Skype. I've got a Skype call with somebody I've never met before in my life uh, this afternoon. And I'll have a couple of those uh, every week connecting with people uh, I'm um, you know I, I'm going back I'm reading books I'm doing I'm just doing things and thinking a lot of it on paper um, but the key is connect talk listen now the last thing which has been uh, I've been doing pretty well on the trip to uh, trip to Fort Lauderdale of has ruined this for shortly is get active now I'm always a big fan of working out and things like that, but just getting out and getting active. Um, whether you're a walker or a runner or a marathoner or a weightlifter, or a biker. A friend of mine's a big biker. You know, whatever you want to do. Not, I mean, a bicycler, not a Harley. But uh, whatever you do, get more active, pump more energy, sweat more. Dan Miller, um, the the author of the 48 Days to the Work You Love, says something about when you lose your job, you get in this point of depression. He says one of the first things you do is you double the amount of time at the gym. Now, if you're spending zero time at the gym, that doesn't count. Two times zero is still zero. I know it. But get in the gym. If you're already in the gym, go twice as much. Because you need the physical release. You need that to, uh, it, 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 it starves off depression. It does all kinds of things for you, but it also clears the mind. So get more active. You know, I know many of you are sitting here with me. Uh, and, and many of you maybe feel like, well, Dale, you don't understand where I am uh, because you've done some things I haven't done. or But maybe you've done things I haven't done. Uh, we're, we're all get in our little pit of worry and despair and, uh, and inaction and indecision, and it's easy to get into. And then it's easy to say, as soon as I start taking action, like I'm talking about a simple, simple small action, I see, a little, I see a little shiny object and I say, well, I'm going to take that action instead. And maybe that's okay once or twice. But when you're weeks and months into it, questioning, doubting, moving, changing, planning, you notice planning is not necessarily one of the things I've mentioned here. planning is a fine thing. As a matter of fact, it's a needed thing. But planning when you don't really know where you're going is not that productive. Let me say that again. Planning when you don't know where you're going is not that productive. Can you imagine needing to go on a vacation with you and your family? You're going to go on a vacation. um, and, And you say, okay, well, I'm going to start planning. Where are we going? I don't know, but I'm going to start planning. And you start, you, you, get into, you get a sheet of paper and you say, okay, what I'm going to do is what do we need? Are we going north? Are we going south? Are we going to the hot climate? Are we going to the snow? Oh, I, I don't know that yet. Let's just plan. Right? And, and you see how when you're trying to plan when you don't know where you're going ends up in indecision because then you're like, okay, let me think through this. And what do you do by the way when you do when you plan for a trip and you don't know where you're going, you have to take everything. You have to take the cold weather gear and the hot weather gear. and then you you get so bogged down there's no joy in it. So planning, when you don't know where you're going is not that effective. So as is, is weird as it sounds, sometimes you just have to take action. If you just got in the car and said, family, I don't know where the heck we're going, get we're getting in the car, we're driving. Okay, we seem to have been pointing south. We seem to be driving south. In the United States, to drive south means you're getting into hotter weather. Okay, well now I can plan. Now we can plan. Now, I'm not suggesting that's necessarily a good mode, so the analogy breaks down a little bit. But sometimes taking little actions, taking small actions, helps you decide. If I was going to move to a new city, would I just pack up and move, or would I go visit it for a while first and hang out there? If I was going to go to work in a new industry would I just quit and go get a job in that industry or would I hang out there a while right if I'm going to move into a new neighborhood do you just go buy a house or do you drive through and kind of get the feel of it first do I like this where are the stores how's the traffic who are the neighbors no you take some action okay so Again, you're breaking up the routine, taking little actions, little small actions, journaling, thinking, connecting, and getting active. Look, being in a slump with doubt is not a bad thing. Having fear is not necessarily a bad thing. Being controlled by fear is a bad thing. We'll talk more about fear later. But often, often these little doubts and these little slumps that you end up in often they're going to yield huge and powerful rewards. It is in these points and times when you have the greatest doubt, the greatest fear, maybe even depression to go with it, that the biggest things happen. Sometimes you have been forced off the island like you've been fired from a job. Sometimes you've lost things that you wanted. Sometimes you just are in indecision. But if you can work your way through these times actively actively you'll find your spirits to begin to soar you'll find that you begin to feel like you're in control even though you don't necessarily know where you're going and you'll find that you end up at an awesome awesome destination